for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode four, not 400, episode 288 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Had to get my shit straight there for a second. Get it right. My head, my brain was time traveling a couple years in the future. Yikes. <coughs> um, man, buddy, I had to scrape together discussion points this week. Pretty slow week. Oh, slow. But some interesting news and, and happenings in sort of the Star Wars video game uh, area uh, came out. So that's that'll be our main topic of discussion. Um, and then, of course, we'll hear from our good buddies, our moisture farmer friends. Um, how's your week been, buddy? How are you doing? It's been fine. You know, I can't complain. It's just... Sometimes being at the house with all the kids just yelling at you and fussing at you, it can, it can be a lot sometimes. What you you need to do is just do a like a Godzilla nuclear scream at the sky. Show them who's boss. Yeah, right. That's That'll sure not it. to have any lasting. Operation uh, shock and all. <laughs> that's sure not to have any lasting effects on their psyche. Truly not. I remember. I have this vivid memory of my dad just. Bending his head back, pointing his face at the sky, and screaming like Godzilla for three minutes straight. Screong. <laughs> That's the phonetic spelling, by the way, if you didn't know that. I did not know that that was S-K-R-E-E-O-N-K. the... S-K-R-E-E-O-N-K. Screong. That is the... When it's... You know, when it's... Oh, what am I trying to say? When it's written out, I guess, phonetically. Huh. You've been reading some... Uh, Godzilla comic books or something? Uh, well, like the Wikipedia, you know, ah. and, and stuff like that. And that's where, you know, articles and stuff. And then you you're like, oh, that's when the comics, like it's official. That's I like, what it sounds like. I got to say, dad kudos points to you that your kid got way into Godzilla. So you went and got yourself educated on Godzilla. I have to. Yeah, I got to know what's up. You can't it have started that kid. Off, you can't have him. to know uh, which movies I could let him watch and I couldn't. You know, right, like, right. And then the rest of it came with, well, 
this mythology is neat. Let me follow the rabbit hole of every character. You know, like, you know, so you learn about Rodan and he's called Radon in Japan because they, they pronounce Pteranodon differently. There is, you know, and, but uh, for the American audience, they switch the vowels. So it's Rodan. Oh, so, you know, how I told you I've been playing, um, magic, the gathering arena online. Um, you can get yes. different. You can get different um, sleeve designs to put your decks in. Yeah. So, like you know, the back of your cards instead of just looking like your your standard magic card, the brown with the five uh, gems or whatever. Right. You can get sleeves, and uh, I got my hands on a Godzilla sleeve. So now that all my decks nice. are are like this real cool island, like uh, tropical looking artwork with Godzilla coming up out of the sea. It's really cool. Oh, that is neat. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, so before we jump into the normal topics of discussion, um, oh, remind me to tell you a fucked up Dharma story. Too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me give you guys some <laughs> business. Follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. The Twitch streams have been popping lately. They've been fun. Laughs, talking about pre-com. What's that all about? I don't know. Thanks. Um, but swing on by. Twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod. Uh, we also have a Patreon. If you want to support our show, if you enjoy it, you can support us for as little as $3 a month. You'll get access to an exclusive RSS feed where we post all kinds of bonus podcasts. Uh, and if you're interested in that, it's patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast. That's the business. We're going to rearrange and shorten the business a little bit. Um, also check the That's show cool. notes for YouTube. Uh, you know, all, most of these links are going to be in the show notes. So, um, okay. So quick Dharma story. So we, you know, we recorded on Wednesday last week, right? Yes. So Thursday morning. I am dead ass asleep. Jesse has to get up about 630 because she has um, a Zoom class to attend that morning, right? So I, I, you know, sort of stir, wake up a little bit when she gets up and then drift back off to sleep. And she comes into the room and wakes me up and she's like, there's something wrong with Dharma. Okay, so now I'm up, right? And admittedly, Dharma is acting a little weird. Oh, God. I lost Will. Oh, shit. Am I having internet trouble? Is he having internet trouble? Anyways, so I'm sleeping Thursday morning, right? Right. And I get woken up with Jesse saying, hey, there's something wrong with Dharma. And so oh, no. I check her out, and she is acting a little weird. Um, she's She seems unsteady on her feet. You know what I mean? Right. Like she's walking sort of gingerly. So we're like, oh, did she hurt one of her feet? It, you know, what's going on? And she's also shaking a little bit. So she lays down in the room. And I hang out with her for a little bit. And Jesse and I decide we're going to keep an eye on her. Uh, and then when Jesse finishes up class that day around 12, if she's still not acting right, we'll take her to the vet. Right. So we keep an eye on her. And she continues to act weird. Like she's, when she she's walking, she like would go up and lean up against the couch like she was having trouble standing up. Oh, and wow. so by this point, I'm convinced she has an inner ear infection. Right. Because that happened once before, and she had trouble walking. And we took her to the vet. They, uh, you know, gave her some antibiotics. She was perfect, right? 
So Jesse <coughs> gets done with class. We call our vet. And they say, yeah, bring her up. And, you know, they've got, like, COVID precautions going on. So they come and get your dog out of the car and take her in. And then they call you when it's done. You go back up there. Right. Well, they call us, like, an hour later. And they're like, yeah, we did blood work. We did x-rays. Um, we don't know what's going on. The only thing that we can see on the x-ray is it seems like she's constipated. So we're going to give her an enema. Okay. And we're going to also give her some fluids. And uh, we're just going to keep an eye on her. Right. We'll call you in another hour or so. So another hour goes by. They call her and they're like, hey, you can come come pick her up. So Jesse goes to pick her up. And the lady explains to her that they gave Dharma an enema. And um, an extraordinary, extraordinary amount of dog poo was in there. Okay. The lady, according to Jesse, was like, this much came out and used her hands to denote, like, two feet of dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Dharma gets home. The only thing she's had is some fluids and an enema, and she's acting like a puppy, running around the house, super excited, smiley, oh getting all kinds of love. So, yeah, $350 for my dog to take a dump. My goodness. I'm so glad she feels better and that she is better. Me too. And I'm glad it wasn't something like way more major because like it seemed like something really bad. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Given the symptoms she was exhibiting. But no, she was just super constipated. I think there's a point of toxicity where like if you hold your poop in too long, like it can become toxic and that can make you insane. Not that I think that's what happened. They eat the poop I believe. They lick the anus. Oh my goodness. Um, hey man, I could see yes. that being. I could see that being the case. Going insane. Going insane. Okay, <laughs> so we'll uh we'll move on from that. Um, better things. So we've been talking a good bit about Star Wars video game stuff going on the last couple of weeks. Right. Um. Well. EA has basically come out and said that they're not going to stop making Star Wars video game video games anytime soon just because they lost the exclusive license. And then alongside that, they announced that so far they have made three billion dollars from Star Wars video games. EA has? Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Three billion dollars. What's even crazier about that? Uh, crazier about that? A whole billion of that came from their mobile title, Galaxy of Heroes, Star Wars: Galaxies yeah. of Heroes. So a third of their Star Wars-related income has come from a Star Wars mobile title, mobile game. <clears throat> and then you know the t- the other two bill- billion would be split up among you know the four titles they've released so far: two battle, two battlefronts to uh, squadrons and Jedi Fallen Order. So, you know, anytime someone wants to try and tell you or you hear all this blah, 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 blah about how Star Wars Battlefront 2 was a failure, $3 billion. Yeah, Yeah, right, even with fumble, with the fumble. With the massive fumble, not just the little fumble, the massive fumble microtransaction fumble that kicked off. Can you imagine what that number could have been if there had been no fumble? 
I don't know, man, because there was something. Cr- okay, so like two weeks ago, the Epic Game Store on PC had Battlefront 2 uh, as a free download. Yeah. And it was downloaded something insane, like several millions of times. I'm going to see if I can find the exact number. Um, okay. But I'm just saying, like, it seems like despite the fumble, they were able to recover quite well. And this just goes to show you, like, count it, count on it here first. There will be a Battlefront 3. Eventually. Okay. Probably sooner than you would think there will be a Battlefront 3 coming out. Count on it. That's going to be incredible. That would be great. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, 19 million people. 19 million people downloaded uh, Battlefront 2 from the Epic Game Store. So, you know, just saying. And, and granted, that just because it was free on the Epic Game Store doesn't mean that EA wasn't given some money for that. If that makes it like, it's not like they're just like, yeah, just you can put up our game for free. We don't need any financial kickback for that. Right. Uh, much less the fact that you got to imagine there's a certain percentage of those people of that 19 million that will probably turn around and buy some sort of related expansion. Like, you know, there's the, I don't know if there's a whole lot you can buy for battlefront two because of the whole microtransactions fiasco. But I know um, there's like a a DLC pack that you can download that unlocks all the skins and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, You have to imagine a certain percentage of that 19 million people brought that DLC, which that's going to go. Part of that's going to go to EA too. So it's just nice to see that game, you know, sort of uh, turn itself around and get some love after the disastrous launch. Yeah. Um. Alrighty, so that was sort of the first thing, and now the next thing was kind of interesting. So there's this company called Embracer Group. They are a video game holding Embracer company. Group. Yes, they're a video game holding company, and they own several different video game studios, like THQ Nordic. I believe is part of them. Well, this week they went on a bit of a buying spree and they bought Gearbox Studios, the studio behind um, Borderlands. Okay. um, For quite a bit of money. I think like, I think it was like a billion something dollars. But also where it, the interest, our interest lies, they bought this video game studio called Aspire, A. S-P-Y-R, Aspire. Right. And they bought them for about $450 million. Now, Aspire, up until this point, have done a lot of porting and remastering work. They are the people that ported Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 to, like, iPhone. You know how you can go in the App Store and download them? Right. They're responsible for that. They're also responsible for... Uh, Jedi Knight 3, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Alliance being ported to the PlayStation 4. 
uh, and a bunch of other things, but they've got some experience working with Star Wars. Right. <clears throat> well, during the press conference for this these acquisitions, the the heads up head uh, the heads of the studio and stuff were sort of hinting that, you know, other studios under their branch had some success with licensed IP. Specifically, one of their studios was responsible for the game World War Z, which is yes. you know, based off the the book and I assume Maybe. to an agree degree the movie. And right. they said, "Well, we're we've currently got a project using an IP that has a far greater reach than World War Z. That's we see a lot of potential behind that we're very excited in." So immediately people are starting to think like, oh, is this maybe the the mystery studio behind the Knights of the Old Republic remake? Okay. And then they start digging further and find that Aspire is hiring folks. And they're hiring folks for a um, big budget RPG title using a license. The budget on the game itself is about $70 million. And they're looking for people um, with sort of RPG video game making experience from the job listings. And then people continue to dig and find out that they have already hired some people, a lot of them being former Bioware developers. Interesting. Including one of the writers from Knights of the Old Republic. So, you know, internet sleuthing continues to go on. <clears throat> they take it to this video game forum called Reset Era, and Jason Schreier, the reporter uh, who used to be with Kotaku, who now works for Bloomberg, who I mentioned last week, basically came out and confirmed, yes, Aspire is the studio working on the Knights of the Old Republic. So it looks like the mystery from last week has finally been answered. Been solved already. Mm-hmm. That was a quick mystery. That's what happens when Star Wars fans get interested in something. Um, that's true. So, <clears throat> you know, that's that's all we really know right now. Um, you know, I still, I still feel that what we're getting is not going to be a Knights of the Old Republic 3. And I also don't feel that we're going to be getting just a straight up remaster remake of the first one. I have a feeling it's going to be more reboot slash remaster. Yes. Yes. Like for sure you can probably count on, you know, the characters you're familiar with from the original game making an appearance and certain elements being there. But I have a feeling the story will be greatly retooled. Um, you know, to fit into whatever the current uh, story group idea for that era of Star Wars is. Right. So, um, yeah, looks like, uh, you know, it's up and moving. And <clears throat> once again, this is not something that will be out before 2023. And that would be the absolute earliest it could come out. It's probably even later than that. That's crazy. But it's in the works. We'll see it eventually. It's nice to know about. It is, and I um I just hope, like, listen, peace and love, peace and love, super hardcore Knights of the Old Republic fans. 
I consider myself one of you. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of my favorite uh, Star Wars pieces of content of all time. Be cool about this, guys. When it comes out and it's not either exactly the same as you want it or remember it or not exactly what you want it to be. Don't hitch all your hopes to this being a Knights of the Old Republic 3 that continues the story on from 1 and 2. And don't hitch all your hopes on it just being the exact game you remember with PlayStation 5 graphics, okay? So if you could go into it with reasonable expectations, I don't think you'll... Hopefully, we won't be disappointed. Hopefully. There's always plenty of things that can go wrong in video game development. But just be cool. Calm down. Be cool. Yeah. Just be glad it's not Activision working on it. You would hate that. I would. I would. That, to me, Activision, and, and there's there's a very good chance that, you know, Activision, with the Star Wars video game stuff being as wide open as it seems to be now, there's a very good chance that they'll make a Star Wars game eventually. You think <laughs> so, really? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I, I would be surprised, but... I don't see why not. I shouldn't be surprised. You know, like... I don't see why they wouldn't if they have a studio under their umbrella that wants to work on it and has an idea they think that <clears throat> could, you know, make them some money. I don't see why they wouldn't. You know, right. they're, you know, you have EA, you have Activision, you have Ubisoft. Those are like probably the three biggest developers in video games. Okay. Um, and you have two of them making Star Wars games already. I just can't imagine that Activision wouldn't want to get in on that at some point. <clears throat> Just not a huge fan. To me, they're worse than that's a worst case scenario than EA getting the Star Wars license. So, oh yeah. Regardless, at least it's not going to be exclusive to them. So, so before we started talking, you said you had a couple of games you wanted to recommend to me. Oh no, uh, we'll do that later. We'll do that later. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Um, and so I think that I think I kind of gave the blow by blow of what's going on with that in Aspire. Um, so the only other thing of note that sort of popped up this week is some Obi Wan Kenobi information. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor was on um, Eddie Izzard's, I don't know if it's a show or if it's a podcast. I saw the clip of it and Eddie Izzard is, uh, oh, it was, I guess it was a charity show that Eddie Izzard was running. Okay. Um, and like Eddie Izzard's running on a treadmill while she's interviewing Ewan McGregor. And... Uh, He's basically talking about how there's been all these crazy rumors about when and where Obi-Wan is going to be filming. Yeah. And mentions like, you know, there were rumors that it was L.A. Then they were saying Boston. And then, no, that's wrong. It's going to be Boston, England. And he basically lays it out and says, no, we're shooting uh, in late spring. And they're shooting it in L.A., which I found kind of surprising. Huh. I, I did kind of think that maybe they would be shooting that in the UK. Um, and it makes me wonder, 
<clears throat> from back during the um oh man Disney investors call from last year when Kathleen Kennedy said they were building additional volume studios in yeah. California, London and Australia, right? Right. It does make me wonder if that one of the the extra one in California cuz I kind of thought that maybe Mandalorian season 2 would be filming around that or season three rather would be filming around that same time so i kind of think maybe that's why they have two they're gonna have two volume studios going uh in california one for mandalorian production and one for kenobi i mean it would make sense Mm -hmm. i'm honestly kind of surprised that they didn't go back to um australia for that considering that episode two and three were filmed there and they're apparently building a volume out there. Oh really? Well, yeah, that's cool. So it kind of makes me wonder what those projects are going to be for granted. You know, this could be a situation where Lucasfilm is building this for other parts of the company. Like maybe some of the Marvel shows are going to use them or something, you know, that would be neat. (laughs) Speaking of Marvel shows, have you had a chance to check out WandaVision yet? I haven't dude. I'm sorry. Oh, don't apologize to me. It's really good. You should check it out. I I really want to. Honestly, uh, you're pro- by the time you can check it out, I think you'll be in a pretty good position because, um, it's it's a bit of a slow burn. Not necessarily yeah. in a bad way, but like <clears throat> it takes a second for you to start getting answers. But it's really cool on the way there and once you get there and start figuring some stuff out. <laughs> like I'm legitimately excited to get up in the morning and watch the next episode. That sounds awesome. I know I'm going to be just as into it as you are once I have the ability to be. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I like the more cerebral things anyway. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is a little out there. If uh, that makes sense. It's definitely a little out there. And that's right up my alley. Um, yeah, and it's cool that because uh, it seemed like it took a little while, obviously, with all the pandemic stuff, for the Marvel live action TV stuff to get off the ground on Disney Plus. And now that it's up and running, I feel like, well, I I don't feel like we're getting Wandavision, and then next month Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts, and then like in May, Loki starts. So there's a lot of cool stuff to look forward to where. To be completely honest, after the first season of The Mandalorian ended, um, yeah. I like and and then Clone Wars was over. We didn't use Disney Plus for a little while, besides right. watching The Simpsons here and there. <clears throat> but now I feel like there's, you know, they're they're ramping up the content, so there's a pretty steady stream of stuff to keep me going back and logging in and checking stuff out. So I feel like I'm getting my money's worth at least. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, I use it with the kids a lot. But, I bet. Um, from the, you know, there's on, I mean, it's helpful. It's very helpful to have all that right at my fingertips. And I wouldn't see any of that other stuff. Any, you know, I wouldn't be able to watch the Marvel stuff or the star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the DVDs up to a force awakens, but I, I didn't get, I haven't, I have yet to get 
the last Jedi and um, the return of Skywalker because I, I, uh, had uh disney plus yeah and so i didn't need to really <laughs> yeah i have disney plus i own them all digitally and i still like a sucker howard you're a sucker howard I, you're a sucker i bought that big dumb giant box set that came out last year i wouldn't say it's dumb the 4k nine or it's more than nine discs but the nine skywalker movies with oh. all the extras and stuff it's a sick looking set but right how many formats do i need st- i'm lazy i don't want to get off the couch so nine times out of ten i'm just gonna watch it digitally but yeah and it really helps that to have the app on your phone and then you can watch it anywhere on your phone as well mm-hmm. yeah no doubt um, but I think that they got great content. I mean, I, I think they're only going to continue to produce great content. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, real intrigued by, I mean, obviously all the Star Wars stuff I'm super excited about. And a lot of the Marvel stuff seems real cool. Like once we get to the point where we're getting like Moon Knight and shit, ooh, I am going to be very excited for Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. I know you do. He's your favorite. <clears throat> I love We've me. We've talked some, about that before. Love me some Moon Knight. I love me some fucking um, brain farts that I just had. Oh, some brain farts? Yes, that's my favorite superhero team in the Marvel Universe. The the amazing brain farts. Um, <laughs> collect them all. Collect them all. You got uh, Captain Brain Fart. Iron brain fart, uh, the incredible brain fart, uh, brain fart, the god of thunder, mm-hmm. uh, brain fart man, the incredible fart, the incredible fart, <laughs> the scarlet fart. Now that you go see a doctor about that one, right? Like <laughs> no. if the scarlet fart, if you are if you are experiencing scarlet farts, like no telehealth like don't get your doctor on zoom like call him up and be like hey doctor doctor strange fart i need to come see you real quick (laughs) because real quick i got the scarlet farts right meow sounds like a a disease like um pirates would have gotten back in the 1600s oh yar he's got the scarlet farts yikes that just sounds You want to do some voicemails and stuff? I do. Okay, let's move on to that. The only Jedi master who can crash box Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Kitty Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge But he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow Cockhead Lou Herb Cockhead Harsberger Cockhead Will Witt Cockhead Goose Paint Cockhead 
Okay, so uh, if you guys would like to send in a voicemail or an email, uh, it's blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> you like how I snuck around that uh, reach around business? You know what I'm saying? I do. I took it from the front and put it in the back. Sometimes you got to sneak around the reach around. Okay, here we go. Do you think I could name the episode The Scarlet Farts? I don't think it would hurt anything. I don't know, man. That seems like it might be a bridge too far. Is it? We'll I mean, isn't don't we constantly push it a bridge too far? You have a good point. All right, let's hear from King Tom. <laughs> Poor King Tom. He had to He's he's probably he's he's such a nice guy. He wouldn't ever say it, but I can just see him sitting there at his computer listening to this episode and being like, man, I can't wait for Van Weezer to come out. That's what he's thinking in, in the back of his head. And then he's like, oh, shit. My question has to follow the scarlet fart. <laughs> How do you compete with that? Here we go. Hey there, Haas and Will. So we're like, what, three, four weeks into the High Republic stuff? How would you rate how everything has gone so far? I mean, I know we got the two books and the issue of a comic book. But it feels like, uh, you know, people are into the story, at least. And, yeah, there are a a few people, friends, who might not be as as high on the book as I am. But I think for the most part, people dig it. And the the biggest, I want to say, not not complaint, but just because it's so new, there are a lot of people characters they're throwing at us and it you know it gets hard to keep track of them which i can see and i think it's really cool they started doing these little um videos on youtube that you know like minute two minute kind of animated things to they've done like maybe three or four i think the last one they did this week was on martian row and they're, they're pretty cool they get people used to the characters and then they have the the high republic uh, video show on YouTube, which I thought was was well done. I don't like shows. I'm going to be honest. I don't like shows when there's music in the background throughout the whole thing. Uh, it just throws off throws me off. But I thought, other than that, it was a great show. Um, what do you think? Because I, I I guess my second question. But what do you think they can do more to get people familiar with it? Um, because I think that is one thing. I mean, Star Wars is going to promote Star Wars. And I almost feel like, yeah, it's great that they have these things on YouTube, but why not put them on the Star Wars tab on Disney Plus? Um, that would be my, you know, easy thing. Maybe try to do more of these little um, video shorts. And I, I am hoping that, you know, as time goes on, we do get more because we, we know we're getting books. We're getting books out the like yazoo or wazoo whatever the, the phrase is but <laughs> yeah. I, ho- I hope and you know we're, get, we're gonna get acolyte at the end but I, I i do hope we get more things in different media between now and then but i'm curious as to if you guys have any uh, other ideas anyway thanks for listening thanks for the great podcast and i'll talk to you later Ooh, if you have books coming out of your wazoo immediately seek medical It'll make you very popular at the library <laughs> yeah they'll be like oh free product you're hired hey we need a copy of war and peace oh no oh no hold on (laughs) oh i'm gonna break a sweat on this one guys i might need to take a couple of weeks paid leave oh that's a terrible mental image we need an unabridged copy of the stand no 
No. <laughs> oh. God damn you, Stephen King. Captain trips my ass. I need the entire Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> All right. Um, so I kind of, I kind of get what King Tom's talking about with the rollout. There has been a lot of hype. My only concern is that <clears throat> is a stat is like, like in the best case scenario, it only goes up for here from here, right? Like what I would be worried about is the sort of slow drop off in interest as it goes along. Right. If that makes sense. Cause like, you know, you have this brand new era of Star Wars, all these releases. People are really excited, seem to enjoy the first book. Uh, the second sort of, uh, I don't want to say, because it kind of takes away from the other books that have come out. But like the second novel, I guess you could say, came out uh, this week. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm going to start it Monday when I go to work. Okay. Um, and then you can uh, you'll you can have another poorly worded fourth grade book report to look forward to. Dude, I'm with. looking forward to it. I know people gave you, you know, some uh, no no some I, business about it, but I loved it. I want to be perfect. I had everything I needed to know. It was good to go. I want to be completely clear and honest, uh, transparent here. I got more positive than negative, and okay. The the one that was slightly negative was in a joking manner. It wasn't even like, hey, you suck type of negative. So I don't right. want to paint it like, oh, poor me. Like, it's not that at all. Um, right. But I think, like, King Tom has a point. Like, if they were to combine all these little animated character shorts they're doing on YouTube into like a high Republic special on Disney plus. Like, I think that would be cool for one to have it in a longer format and all collected in one chunk, I think would be Agreed. cool. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't see why they don't put the high Republic show that's on YouTube on Disney plus like for one that to get more eyes on the content and two, it's more stuff to put on Disney plus. Like, yeah. I, I don't see what, like, and obviously I'm not in the streaming business, but I don't see what the harm in doing that would be, you know? Yes. Um, <clears throat> but I think, honestly, uh, to me, for me personally, what I want to see going forward, like, I loved the first book. The first book was really good. I'd like to see something a little more focused going forward because the cast of characters in that first book is immense so and and i think that's cool for especially for the book that kicks the whole thing off but i would like to see more focused stories that focus on instead of you know 10 jedi or however many focus on one or two jedi on a single adventure like and then, you know, you can obviously have your occasional big event book that brings everybody together and stuff. <clears throat> and I haven't gotten into the comics and stuff yet, but from I get the feeling that's kind of the approach the comics are going is they're a little more focused. Right. And, uh, you know, for me, that will be sort of an important element because it'll allow me to get more familiar with individual characters and, 
you know, decide which ones I really like, which ones don't really do it for me. Um, and then like just personally, an animated series would be the I feel the best. Yeah. I mean, I feel that's just the best way to, it's the easiest way to articulate some of the fantastical physical and, and mystical things that happen in star Wars. Yeah. And therefore I feel animation is a very handy medium to convey that. Right. And I, I think it would also go a long way. And I think animation reaches more people than comic books and not, not trying to talk bad about no, comic books. I, I think, think there are more people that would watch animation than there are people that, that read comic books. Yeah. I feel like, and you know, I can, I'm sure this could be completely wrong, but I feel like it goes sort of, uh, live action hits the most people. It does. Then animation, right? Right. Then probably video games. Or novels. Yeah, video games or novels, and then comic books. Yeah. Um, not to take away from any of those mediums, I just feel like that's kind of the hierarchy that it goes. I can completely agree. And I just feel like an animated series would go a long way to giving a voice and a mental image of all these characters to me. Like it would, it would go a long way for me to like sort of establish these characters in my head even more than they already are. Cause Mark Thompson, who did light of the Jedi, he did the audiobook, did a fucking bang up job. He did such a good job and that definitely yeah. helped. But you know, just to see, not just the characters, but the technology and planets and locations and ships and all that kind of stuff right. um, in motion, uh, I think would would definitely help it out. So hopefully they've they've got that in mind and, and that'll come along before too, too long. Oh, something that I, I forgot to mention before is it seems like we're on track for um, a spring sort of a late spring release for the Bad Batch, April, May-ish. There's some uh, Bad Batch-related merchandise coming out around that time. And then apparently um, uh, D23 Magazine has an issue coming out around that time with um, interviewing the only voice actor that works on that show, fucking D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker. DBB. It's the DBB show. <laughs> it's just one all man DBB talking to himself all the time <clears throat> um but yeah i i like the rollout so far and and the thing i like the most about the rollout is every time they announce something they kind of take me by surprise where oh, i yeah? would like you know i kind of mentioned i would have never expected um a graphic novel or a manga right we're right. getting those. So hopefully as the announcements come, they keep surprising me. Um, and we'll see how it goes from there. <clears throat> I'm excited. All right. Next up, uh, let's hear from Jim. Good evening, Halls and motherfucking Will. Yep. How are you guys doing? I wanted to talk about the High Republic. Two things, I guess. High Republic... Uh, Martian Rowe, the I, um, he said he's got some informant on the inside of the Republic 
And he also said that he doesn't trust anybody, but uh, he only trusts one person, and that's the, I believe, that, like, psychic that does the routes. Um, so I was thinking that he is actually jumping through his special portals and actually, like, maybe even has a rank in the Republic. Maybe he's somebody we even have, a character we've met. But uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Uh, and I guess that's it. I got a real stupid question. I, I'll hold it off. All right. Ignite the green. Oh, buddy. I want to know the stupid question. No questions are stupid questions. <laughs> Man, I got to say. Uh, I never considered um, that Martian Rowe uh, might actually be like a mole inside the Republic too. I want to, I got to dance around it because I don't know what I can or can't say, but for reasons I can't say, I don't believe that to be the case. That's what I'll say. That's cryptic. Yeah, I know. You know, I like it that way. I just, uh, I heard something and I don't part of the reason part of the reason I don't want to say anything is because I don't want to sound like an idiot. If I have somebody fucking around with me, you right. know what I mean? Right. So, you don't want to disseminate bad information. Exactly. I'm not, that's not my game. You know what I mean? I'm not in, I'm not in the scoops game, but I heard something and then I conferred with a couple of people that might know a little more about, sort of the Star Wars literary universe. Yes. And it seemed like there could be some possible validity behind what I heard. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Sorry. Not trying to be weird. Cryptic. Or cryptic. <clears throat> um, and, and I don't know what, to, what do you think Jim's weird question was? Mm, you know, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Not that Jim's a weird guy. Just that uh, no, I, just, I don't know. I can't even. I don't know. I don't know what his question was. There, he didn't really lead in with something he he shut off. He was just kind of like, "Got a question? Not gonna ask it." Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Next up, we've got uh, email from Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you're both doing well. I have been reading more High Republic, and it got me thinking a lot about the Jedi. If you were, if you two were casting directors on the prequels and could cast your podcasting friends and selves as members of the Jedi Council, who would you put on the council? Will, with your beard and hair, I could see Halls going for Oppo Rancisis. And Will, you'd be going for that Obi-Wan or Plo Koon seat. I mean, we all know King Tom is Yoda. Anyways, I thought this would be a fun idea to think about folks like you two, King Tom, Sal, Emily, Corey slash Noah, Steele, etc. in different Jedi roles. Thanks, fellas, and stay safe out there, Sam. I'll be oh, Oppo Rancisis. Rancisis. That would have been one of my. I was gonna be Oppo Rancisis. You know, I like the snake guy, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I, I have to admit, he's got me pegged. The second would be Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I love me some Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he he nailed my two two of my favorite. Jedi in one sentence there because I love Plo Koon. I love he's a good one. 
Hokoon. <laughs> All right, I'm pulling up a list of everybody that was in the Jedi Council, and I'll try to see um, who would be. See, like I want to say just because it would annoy him that King Tom is Kiati Mundi. Right. But I'm not going to say that. Um, who would Steel be? So, like, if you're going with Obi Wan, I could see Sal Perales being a pretty rad Plo Koon. That would be cool. That's right. I could definitely see that being the case. Um, let's see. Okay, so we got Yoda, Mace Windu, Plo Koon, Kiati Mundi, Opo Rancisus. Uh, Evan Peel, Yaddle, and Sacy Tin. Steel, I, I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give Steel Sacy Tin. Okay. I don't know why. I think I'd just like to see Steel with that get up on, with that. Uh... So, what era Jedi Council is? <laughs> so I believe that's Phantom Menace, and then, um, no. No, that's leaving out quite a few people. The Phantom Menace has Yaddle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I said Yaddle, and then there's Yariel Poof. Okay. We can't fit, forget one. Addy Galia, Eth Koth, uh, Depa Balaba. That is um, Kanan's master. Okay. Kit Fisto, uh, Shakti, Agent Kolar, Stas Ali. You know what? We're going to say Emily Lind is Depa Balaba because she loves Star Wars Rebels. Like it's... Oh, yeah. It's one of her favorite things. So I think she'd be real cool with being Kanan's Jedi Master. <laughs> That's cool. Um, uh, see, what's C. Trebor? He's the guy, the sort of the dinosaur-looking dude that jumps up on the balcony uh, with okay. Dooku and... Um, and, uh, Django Fett. Yeah. That guy's got Chris Fresh all over him. <laughs> to death. Um, Chris Fresh to death. I would say Corey. I don't know, man. Corey may be like a, an Anakin Skywalker. You know what I mean? On the council in episode three. Uh, Noah. Maybe a little bit of a Kit Fisto. Could see maybe a little bit of a Kit Fisto going on there. I don't know, man. <clears throat> Maybe King Tom's Yariel Poof. Yariel Poof. Sounds like a beauty product. <laughs> or Yoda. I mean, I, I don't think that's a bad bad assignment for King Tom either. I'm terrible at casting stuff. The only, well, one, the only yeah. one I feel the least bit confident in is Emily Lind as Depa Balaba because she loves Star Wars Rebels. Emily Lind behind Sal Perales, number two Star Wars Rebels fan in the universe. Really? Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> I got to give it up to her. I'm like, man, I you really love that show. And she's like, I love it. I've seen it. You're damn right. Three dozen times, front to back. And then one time she watched it back to front. 
that takes dedication. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I mean, that's looking at it on a whole another level. Gotta go back in time. time. <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll <laughs> name this episode Jessica. Emily Emily oh, Lind. Nah. Emily Lind loves Star Wars Rebels. Loves it. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got an email from Mr. 100, Kobe. Hey, Halls and Will. How's it hanging? First off, I want to start by saying thanks to Hall, Steve, Jesse, and all who were involved in the Dead by Daylight stream last Saturday. I had a blast just watching you guys and chatting it up about music and whatnot. Obviously, I've interacted with you two via emails and voicemails, but now I've gotten to chat indirectly with Jesse and Steve, which is awesome because they are pretty cool cats. Buddy, I got to tell you, those Dead by Daylight streams that we've been doing every weekend. Yeah. Shit gets silly. Oh, really? Shit gets silly in those streams. Those are my favorite ones to do. And yeah, Kobe was there. and We had a nice, uh, we had some, some people in there chatting. It was fun. <clears throat> that aside, here is my question this week. Do you have a favorite memory of recording the podcast? Maybe it's a guest appearance or special event, or maybe just a really good episode you remember. It can be from the very beginning or hmm. from more recent. My favorite memory of you guys is probably the Wacket episode. That was just a nonstop laugh fest. A close second is the Embarrassing Halls episode where Bryce and Halls told, in, told stories from the college days. Thanks for being awesome. I look forward to more Twitch streams. Have a good one. Kobe, Mr. 100. Kobe. <coughs> Ooh, favorite podcast memories. Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. It is. Um, because that, that never gets old. You know, uh, the, the okay. This is gonna sound terrible. Okay, but back in my single days, the times that I brought girls to podcast, those stick out as particularly victorious podcasts. I enjoyed those. Um, <laughs> the it was so all, awkward sometimes. I know it was so awkward. I'm sorry. Oh, it's uh, fine. Hey, man, you know if anything. I like to try and be a good wingman. Yeah. So that's definitely you were. I, I did my best, but man, like sometimes, like you'd be, you'd come over and you'd be like, "Hey, I'm bringing so and so with me." I'd be like, "That's cool," and then we would just be sitting there, and I would be going deep in the weeds on Star Wars, right? right. Trying to crack jokes, and then there's a lady to my left, stone faced, who's just sitting there like, <laughs> "What am I doing?" What am I doing with my spare time? I'm trying to get up on into this. Trying to get up on this dude's ding dong, and I gotta sit here and watch his fat friend talk about Star Wars for an hour and a half. And in in my defense, I tried to talk them out of coming uh, because I say, look, you you have to be. If you don't want to be on there, you're just gonna have to be quiet, you know, and listen to us do the whole thing. Like this is fair warning. This may not be interesting for you. Like, no, I really, I really want to come. I want to see you do it. I want to, want to be there for it. Like, all right, all right. Let me ask cause. Yeah, and I had no problem with it, but it just got awkward a couple of times. I know. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. <clears throat> I wonder. That was in my young, wild days. I wonder if we can go back and because I don't think we even necessarily acknowledged it necessarily 
No, but like, not at all. I don't even know if I would be able to tell what episodes they were. They would be more. They would be earlier on. It would be a time frame. Yeah, it would be like twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen ish. Uh, it would be. Uh, it would be mostly the end of twenty fifteen or yeah. early twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah, mostly in 2015. Um, one of my, I used to love doing the trivia with Steve. Dude, that was one of my favorites. Now that you brought it up, that 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 and recording the commercials, like when we used to do this, the oh my uh, god, the commercials, like yeah. recording those was hilarious. Like writing out the script and then performing, doing the takes, and then yeah, but the trivia with Steve probably takes the cake. Favorite favorite memory i remember when i came up with the idea of doing the stone cobra commercial i remember what the car i was in where i was driving the exact moment when it popped in my head and i was like (laughs) oh we got to do a stone cobra commercial oh lightning it just struck my brain um yeah um you know what my favorite memories were being What's able that? to podcast in person. In person. Not just because you moved, but because there's a pandemic. Because right. without Doing a doubt. Doing anything in person. Yeah, I was nice. about to say, without a doubt, by now, we would have hung out in person and recorded one. Of course. Since December last year, or December 2019, rather. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Was this on a was this on a regular Blue Harvest or was this on a Patreon show where you and I were talking about me defending the house from a home invasion with my Highlander sword? Do you remember that? No. Where I was, uh, I'm. I remember the story of breaking the Highlander sword. No, that was a um, Braveheart sword. Braveheart. Oh, 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 that's right. That's right. I broke the Braveheart sword. I'm pretty sure it was with you, and it may have been on the Patreon, where I was asking you, like, do you think I could scare away a home intruder with my Highlander sword? I probably would have said yes, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, that was a good one. <sighs> Were you recording with me, or was it just Steve when Walter knocked the cookie jar off the shelf in the middle of the episode and it exploded behind it may me. have been steep, but I, I feel like I should remember that. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Um, yeah, man, lots of fun with, I mean, it's hard not to look back at all the different friends we've made through the podcast. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, like I remember, the first time I had Steel on, you couldn't come on. You were busy that week. And I was super nervous. And for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of the episode, I couldn't ask Steel anything but questions about Australian wildlife. <laughs> and eventually he had to be like, are we going to talk about Star Wars? Star Wars, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We can talk oh. about Star Wars. And like looking back, it was so silly to be nervous to have Steel on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, but I'll be honest with you, I get nervous 
anytime we have a guest on. We've had Steele on a ton. We've had Chris Fresh on a ton. Emily, Sal, like all our friends, Evan. Yeah, Evan. I get nervous to have our buddy Evan on. Evan is, if Emily's the number two uh, biggest Star Wars Rebels fan in the world, Evan is high up on the leaderboard of nicest people in the world. No reason to be nervous to have Evan on, but I get right. nervous. I mean, I think everybody gets <laughs> nervous. Um, I'm trying to think. Other highlights. Hmm. Recording at Star Wars Celebration 2019 in Chicago. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, totally jealous. Yeah, man, we got to get you to a Star Wars celebration. Dude, I would love to. It's so much fun. Would love it. It's only about a year and a half away. <laughs> only about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Definitely been some fun times with uh jeremy the space barbarian as well absolutely things especially if the three of us were recording in person when jeremy would come over things had the tendency to get a little silly oh yeah things would get a little silly before passing around moonshine (laughs) yeah yeah get a little silly before and then they would be silly during the show oh the fucking oscar meyer disaster uh, and then the Billie Eilish song afterward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But putting out that episode and then just getting tweet after tweet the next day, the next couple of days being like people would tweet at me and it would just say Oscar Meyer question mark and then laughing emojis. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> What's so funny? Why is everybody tweeting at me about Oscar Meyer? And then going back and listening to the episode and having that realization that not only did I fuck up and call Oscar Isaac Oscar Meyer, I said it and the show just kept rolling without a single acknowledgement. Without anybody, you know, that just goes to show you what the brain can do. You know? I be thinking about them glizzies, boy. Mm. <clears throat> All right. I wish I were an Oscar Meyer wiener. That's what I'd truly like to be. Because if I was an Oscar Mayer wiener, then everyone would be in love with me. Um, yeah. Those are what come to mind right now. I mean, I'm sure like uh, about an hour and a half. That's our late night on Cartoon Network. Uh, Listen close. Blue Harvest Greatest Hits. The Collection. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. I also like, I have this, and I, I know it's not a issue that only I have. I hear plenty of people talking about it where we record and then I forget almost immediately what we said. <laughs> almost immediately. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, that was, that part was really good or, or something like that. But otherwise it's just like, yeah, I don't I don't know. And then when someone's going through the back catalog and listening, you know, to older episodes, sometimes they'll bring up something from, 
you know, an episode three or four years ago, and yeah. I'll have zero recollection, not a single bit of memory of it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't recall any of that. <laughs> so that does it for our voicemails and our emails. Did you want to tell me about these mobile mobile games, or is this an nope. off air? This is an off-air conversation. It's an off-air conversation. Are these it porny? Is. No, no, no. Not okay. at all. Okay. Not at all. I was about to say. How dare you, sir? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe you... I'm over here playing the boyfriend dating simulator. I don't know. Maybe you're getting down on some anime titties. You know, I didn't even know they made those kind of games. I mean, I don't think they make a ton of them. I've only got like... 20 to 30 of them on my phone that I play every day. <laughs> that I keep up with every day. Uh, Ohio! I got to feed and love my pets. <laughs> it's my Tamagotchi girlfriend! <laughs> Hello! Oh, it's funny because it's true. I'm always running out of space on my phone like, oh no, <laughs> who do I delete? <laughs> oh Why no. Food? Waifu's on. <sighs> All right. Well, I, I guess that does it for this week. Bit of a quick one, but not yes. a lot going on. Not a lot to talk about. Not a lot going on. I mean, I had to I had to work up about two to three minutes of a scarlet farts bit to stretch this bitch out. Like, <laughs> well, it was worth it. Mm. Sheesh. <laughs> I don't know. Sheesh. Sheesh. Shrug. Sheesh. <laughs> Tough crowd. <clears throat> All righty. Um, so, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Really helps us out. Um, and if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stone Cobra. They're just good old rootin' tootin' rock and roll. Rootin' tootin', fruity shootin', rock and roll. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. And until next week, when who the know who the hell knows what happens? Something. This has been Blue Harvest. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, uh, I, this, uh, hopefully, we have something. <laughs> hey, come on, Lucasfilm. Just announce something <laughs> like at this point, um, like I might even go against my own rule and start talking about shit that was on. We got this covered. <laughs> oh, no, say it ain't so. And then, you know. I'm a cunt. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 buddy. That if you got nothing, me, I, 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 I should have expected what I got, but I wasn't expecting that. Uh, it, it, it's only that's the kind of shit I'm gonna have to resort to if shit doesn't come out next week. All right, you know, we'll be. I'll break out the old fucking soundboard and get it all hooked up again and be the <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Uh. The one about being completely hard, because he was. <laughs> he looked hard, which he absolutely was. He was. <laughs> he looked hard, which he absolutely was. Oh. 
that went over it, like it a gets scarlet better wine. every time you know you know what it's like a wine it's like a fine wine <laughs> just needed to sit in the cellar a little bit it did the mature this was too strong get some tannins first. yeah yeah it needed to build Anyways, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hollis Burkhart. <laughs> and I'm Will Whitten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.